So I don't know much about farm policy. I'm no farm policy expert at all. But I seem to remember a certain gentleman warning us about a country that nobody was really paying attention to in a political sphere as far as being an enemy. I think he might have been right. So I saw this story um, pop up. It was uh, on my Instagram page from the Breitbart Instagram page. I don't really read Breitbart. I'm be honest with you. I've never really paid much attention to Breitbart. Um, I don't dislike them. I've just never paid attention to this media outlet as a whole. It just never really caught my attention. And I can't remember what made me follow the Breitbart Instagram page. It was something that I saw popped across my feed and was a good article. So I subscribed. Every now and again, I'll get different articles that'll pop up from the Breitbart Instagram page. And this story really caught my attention. The, the title of the article is Revealed. Senator Dianne Feinstein's husband partly owned a Chinese company that sold spyware to U.S. military. Now, I'm going to say. Oh, man. So many things I could get into and so many directions and areas I can go. But my first question is, why is the U.S. military buying any software whatsoever from Chinese companies. That to me is one of the most absurd things that I've heard in a very long time. But I'm going to go to this article and we're going to read it. We're going to see what this article has to say. Now, I did not uh, read this article in advance. Sometimes I will read articles in advance, but I said, you know what? I'm just going to straight freestyle this one. Okay, so let me move this article over a little bit so I can see it. Let me scrunch down my OBS. Excuse me, I'm doing some adjustments here on screen before I read this article. All right. So it says Peter Schweitzer's new book, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win tells the story of how Senator Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat California's husband, Richard Blum, was part owner of a Chinese firm that allegedly sold computers with spyware chips to the U.S. military. The military has never been able to calculate how much sensitive data these computers allowed China to steal. Now, I've I've said this myself in the past and me and some of my friends at work have uh, thrown across this idea. It is patently absurd that we don't manufacture any processors, microprocessors here in the United States. Now, maybe to some small degree, there is somewhere in the United States that makes processors. I'm not aware, but I don't think there's any. That is the biggest oddity, the biggest absurdity 
and the biggest threat, in my opinion, to our national security than anything. How do we know what what China does with these processors? How do we know? I, I don't care where they're manufactured because a lot of them are manufactured in Taiwan. People make this argument, right? Like, oh, well, as long as we get out of China, it's all good. Look, there are certain areas where every country should be sovereign, right? Let's keep it real. We all have to look after our best interests. That doesn't mean we have to screw over another country in order to look after our best interests, but let's just keep it real. We have to look after our own best interests. It is not in my interest, neither would it be in the interest of any other country to have another country make processors that will go into computers that said country will use for sensitive items, for top secret items, for items that they would never want another country to know what they're doing or what they're getting into. It is, it is absurd, but this is what we do. This is what we do. We, we have for years sold our country out. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. I don't care if you are a Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care where you stand on various issues. There's one thing that I said to myself when, when Trump was the president and when he was speaking that I was like, yo, I don't care what anybody says. I agree with this right here. When he was, when he was bringing up the problem of China and for the most part, exposing our overexposure in China, everybody labeled him as some kind of crazy person, right? They, they tried to constantly deflect the situation and deflect the conversation to Russia. I always thought that was strange because I thought to myself, not that Russia isn't a problem. But I put it to this way um, uh, to, to someone I was talking to a few days ago. I said, Russia is like your, your ex-girlfriend's or ex-wife's crazy boyfriend who's, you know, making obscene comments, but you know, all you would have to do is punch him in the face and it really wouldn't be anything past that. And China is like a drug house across the street with some murderous gang members and drug dealers that have already threatened you and you got to deal with them every day. That's the difference between Russia and China. I'm not saying Russia is no threat at all. I'm not stupid and I'm not naive. But definitely, in my opinion, for the longest time, China has definitely been the overarching big problem that we really need to be paying attention to. And for whatever reason, we have politicians that are hyper focused on Russia. It is my opinion. And uh, there's there's much circumstantial evidence that lends to this opinion. But it is my opinion that the reason so many politicians try to shift the focus over to Russia is because they don't want anybody focused on China because for the longest time they have sold us out to China to line their pockets and they don't want anyone to know this or find out. I don't know if you remember Diane Feinstein, one of her drivers um, was a Chinese spy for years and she didn't know it. 
Or did she? Was she passing information to China? How is it that they always get somehow the Chinese government always gets their hands on intellectual property from different companies within the United States? How does this continue to happen? Many of these companies have a lot of protections against this. Now, no protection is foolproof, but China seems to always have a way around whatever protections these companies have. Could it be that our own politicians are selling out our own country? Could it be this is the real reason why they hated Donald Trump so much? Not to make him the central focus, but let's keep it real. I don't know. I can't remember a politician that was universally hated like he was. You can say Bush Jr. was was hated. He was semi-hated. I think that was an act and that was a facade. He was part of the clique. And they had to play ball, you know, good cop, bad cop. I think that's what that that's that's what that was about. But when it came to Trump, there was something different. There was a deep seated hatred for this man as a politician that really began to make me think, why do they hate this dude so much? It can't just be his tweets and it can't just be what he says. There's a lot of presidents and a lot of politicians that say dumb things, but they really, really had it in for him. And coincidentally, he was one of the biggest voices screaming that China is the real problem. I don't know. I'm not saying anything definitively, but man, if, if that's not suspect, I don't know what is. OK, a hefty chapter of Red Handed is devoted to tracking Feinstein's long and expensive relationship with communist China. The senator has made herself very, very useful to Beijing, so useful that she actually tried to execute the uh, tried to excuse the Tiananmen Square massacre by suggest by suggesting China only called in combat troops to murder thousands of demonstrators because it ran out of cops. Yo, that's crazy. I don't know anything about her statements in that regard, but if so, that is super crazy. All right. Um, in, a, in a total coincidence, that could not possibly have been related in any way to Feinstein's friendship with the tyrants of Beijing. Her husband did a great deal of lucrative business with, China, with Chinese companies, including entities run by the communist government and linked to the People's Liberation Army, the PLA. I think, I don't know if it already is, if it's not, it should be. It should be illegal for any politician in the U.S. to do business with enemies of our country. Like that, why is this not obvious, right? Like, like why is this such a hard concept to understand? I am so confused. I am so confused. All right. Uh, let me see. Let me increase this here. Excusez-moi. All right. One of those deals saw Blum becoming a major investor in a company that was founded by researchers from Chinese Academy Sciences, CAS 
an institution tied to both the Chinese government and the PLA. The company was originally, originally called Legend, but it is better known by its second name, Lenovo. Wow. Yo, I'm going to be honest with you. And, and, this, and this is kind of a mental conundrum in some ways. Like, how do you escape Chinese influence? Because everything we do, technologically wise, is made in China. And I'm going to get to a, 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 another point along with that, right? I'm on a, a Mac computer, right? I use Macs. I, I prefer them. Now, I don't, I don't use them because my idea is I'm somehow escaping Chinese manufacturing because everything is manufactured in China. I just like Apple products. I prefer it over windows, but everything I'm using right now is made in China. It like it one time I set out, I said, you know what? I'm going to try to find things made in the United States. It is a task to find things made in the United States. It is hard. It is not easy. And that really upset me when I figured that out. I was like, why is it so hard to find anything made in the United States? Anyway, I digress. Trump was trying to get manufacturing brought back to the United States. And the whole political establishment, right, left, center, the whole establishment was fighting him tooth and nail. You, at some point, you have to ask yourself, why were they fighting this guy so hard? Lenovo grew into a major player in the worldwide computer marketplace after it acquired IBM's line of personal computer products in 2005. I didn't even know that. Lenovo's deal to buy IBM's business included $350 million in investments from three American private equity firms. These private equity firms are always like right at the forefront of any kind of shady business going on. Um, one of them was Richard Blum's Newbridge Capital. Now, I'm not going to say just because he happened to own one of these companies, that automatically means, you know, something was nefarious. But I mean, come on, let's keep it real. Has anybody heard anything from Dianne Feinstein in the last, I would say, two or three years? Have you noticed that after it was discovered that her driver was a Chinese spy, that she went completely silent? You think that's an accident? I have not heard a peep from that woman. She is one of the senior Democrats, and I have not heard a single peep from her. She has been silent as a church mouse. Almost sounds like she's trying to stay out of the limelight at all costs. Some lawmakers worried Lenovo's purchase of IBM's personal computer line could jeopardize U.S. national security and transfer advanced American computer technology to China. Senator Dianne Feinstein, who sat on the Senate Intelligence Committee at the time, was not one of them. <laughs> Yo, man, this this corruption is so in our faces and and I love it when I hear people saying, oh, no, nah, they're not they're not corrupt. I'm like, yo, I don't know what you're looking at and I don't know what you're watching, but it is something drastically different than what I'm looking at and what I'm watching like for real. 
It did not take long for secretary, uh, for my bad, it did not take long for security agencies across the Western world, including the US, UK, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia, to discover security vulnerabilities in Lenovo products and ban them from sensitive operations. The US State Department announced it would not allow Lenovo computers to connect to its classified networks in 2006, barely a year after the IBM acquisition. Yo, here's my question. Where was all the politicians screaming from the hills when this was going on? I didn't know anything about this. And I remember when Lenovo kind of gained prominence. And and look, I'm a person that I do pay attention to the news, right? I pay attention to a lot of stories, but let's keep it real. No one person can pay attention to everything going on. That's almost impossible. But the fact that you didn't really have anybody in the political sphere screaming from the rooftop like, yo, this is a problem. Y'all need to be paying attention. This is a problem. Now, I didn't hear none of that. I didn't see none of that at all from none of these dudes. Yo, that's, in, in my opinion, that's crazy suspect. Um, Let's see. Let's move up. Somehow, Lenovo still managed to sell a large number of laptop computers to the U.S. military. Yo, this is... <laughs> Yo, if you can't see the corruption at this point, like they're doing, they're doing these things in our faces and hoping that we... It, it's almost like they're challenging us to do something about it. Like, and what? Madness. Um... Okay, uh, somehow Lenovo still managed to sell a large number of laptop computers to the U.S. military, which discovered that many of those machines included motherboard chips that would record all the data that was being inputted into the laptop and send it back to China. As a, uh, as a computer operations manager for the U.S. Marines in Iraq put it. Okay, so I'm going to say... Why would we expect China to do anything contrary, right? If, if we were making computers, manufacturing all of our computers in the United States and some other country, one of our enemies was buying it. Come on, what, what do you think we would do? It's, it's obvious that we would do whatever was possible to get them these computers and make sure somehow we had access to their information. Yo, I, yo, China is an enemy to the United States, not the Chinese people, the Chinese government. That's obvious. But yo, I met, yo, this is all is fair and love and war. This is what would what would we expect them to do? The problem is why, yo, we have this, this really makes me mad. I don't know how to put it. So I'm, I'm I want to watch my words because I don't want to slander any of our politicians. One of two things is going on. We either have some of the most unwise unsmart politicians on the planet earth that don't understand the world and that are completely naive or we are purposely being sold out by politicians that care more about lining their pockets than they do about the country at all those are the only two options those are the only two options okay a year after that testimony was delivered Blum sold his stake in Lenovo. Mm. The Pentagon 
released an audit in 2019 that found the Department of Defense still had not formally banned computers from Lenovo, now the largest personal computer company in China, even though the Department of Homeland Security and the Joint Chiefs of Staff Intelligence Directorate have both identified the machines as cyber espionage risk. The U.S. Air Force purchased 1,378 Lenovo products worth $1.9 million as recently as 2018. Wow. So the book Red Handed was published by HarperCollins. Schweitzer is the president of the Nonpartisan Government Accountability Institute, uh, GAI, and senior contributor to, uh, to Breitbart News. Right. So just for, you know, fair disclosure, this guy does contribute to Breitbart News. But that doesn't change the fact that this is super duper shady, like shady on an astronomical level. I don't know what's going on and I don't know what these people are doing and or not doing. But the one thing I can say is if you believe all of these things are on the up and up, then the media has done a good job of brainwashing you to pay attention to absolutely nothing. 